0: Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Edward Cheney, the founder and CEO of Canafil, a manufacturer of CBD-infused products for human and pet consumption. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods for alternatives and complements to conventional medical treatment. Now, here is your host, Ed Cheney.
1: Welcome, listeners. CBD Ed Show. This is your host, Ed, and this is my lovely guest, Kimberly Rose.
2: Hello, everyone.
1: By the way, you look stunning today.
2: Oh, thank you. Yeah. He says that every show, doesn't he? It's well, wonderful. Do, it's a great compliment. Thank you.
1: You have that summer look in your hair. Oh. Ah. And you've got a tan, too. Yes. All
2: right. Anyway. I spent a little time in the sun last weekend. I mean, you know, once it starts getting warm in Arizona, you have to spend some time outside. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Well, and and to your response, and I do this in every show, it's really hard to make you blush.
2: <laughs> you must get
1: compliments a lot. No. no. Ah, and I he's making it. you blush now. Stop I it. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Today's conversation is about to grow or not to grow. Now, we said it this way because growing cannabis uh, has lots of history growing cannabis at home, I would imagine 60s and 70s carved that out. Yeah. You couldn't buy marijuana legally. Right. So you usually would have plenty of land, let's let's grow our own yeah. or let's carve out a room in the house and grow it. So there's lots of time spent on growing cannabis. But now we move into an age where cannabis now has some medical opportunities or some medical benefits, and that being both marijuana and hemp, but I think hemp's the newest uh, and easiest to consider, Yeah. right? You don't have all the legal issues uh, or the safety needs of growing marijuana in your house, like if you have children or pets and so forth. So growing hemp might even be a little less risky. So then pops up another boom. I- I'm, not, I'm not a pothead but I really wouldn't mind growing this at home. And then you run down that path and boom, lots of obstacles and challenges, and here we go for a ride.
2: Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, I I, I say yes and I say no all at the same time for, uh, for many different reasons.
1: that is the common outcome from all of our studying this week.
2: Yeah, and I've made, um, you know, for many, many years my own THC brownies.
1: Pop Mama Kim. <laughs> um
2: and before, you know, there was edibles and all that other stuff and obviously I Before got, it was made easy. I, I didn't I didn't grow. I never have ever attempt well, I have attempted to grow, but back in the day I never attempted to grow anything. Got um so I just was um basically relying on my THC that I got, that it was, you know, good for me. I, again, I didn't yeah. think about all the things that could be on there, Pesticides all that. That you know about that, now. Right, that yeah. I know now. So yeah. there's a lot more to it than you think.
1: But, but you survived. So it can't be that bad? Right. Okay. Yeah. So let's start with a conversation about why. Why would somebody want to go through this trouble? We knew what it was back when. It's because it was illegal. Right. And there's still regulatory issues, but that's not stopping anybody now. Now, Mm -hmm. now there's this ability to do it. Yeah. All right. Why would somebody want to do it? I have personal experience here. I think I want to do it because I want to be in control. I want the outcome to be mine, right. not somebody else's. Yeah. The percentages, the mix, what goes in it, whether I want to make sure it's all organic or pesticide-free or solvent-free. I want those choices to be mine,
0: mm-hmm.
1: not uh, somebody else's. Yeah, all right. maybe. So that's, that's one choice. The yes. other one is is... I've got plenty of time at home. I don't want to go out and source this medicinal cannabis for whatever ails me. I've got time. Let's just save the trip and I'll produce it at home.
2: Well, and that's the, the. I think that's one of the things that maybe people don't understand. It does take time. Like you have to pay attention to your plant as and it's growing. And you'll probably make
1: more trips than you think.
2: Yes, it does. <laughs> trying it, to get it done. It, trial and error, <laughs> and trial and error. And then yeah. w- I think if you're a gr- if you're a really good gardener, yeah, then good point. Yeah, then and you ha- and you already are used to spending all that time in gardening and all uh, all the things that go into that. Mm-hmm. Um, then maybe, yeah, you could consider it. Um, I know there's, isn't there a limitation to what you can grow without a license? We're going
1: to move into regulations, just kind of give everybody a a fair view of what today's environment is, so you can make decisions there as well.
2: Yeah, because one one of the questions I asked Ed when we were preparing for the show is, like, how many plants do you need yeah. Let's,
1: yeah. I'll we'll get to that. You always do that. You always want to jump in. I'm normally that person, so I understand, and I'm okay. Yeah. But let's finish up. Here's the third person that would want to do this cost saving. Yeah. I don't need to spend money when I don't have to. Right. And if you're growing your own, you generally can get a savings if your time is not measured. Right. You, you know, you don't give You're not giving value to your time.
2: Yeah. So yeah.
1: there are kind of the three reasons. Right. I want to. Yeah. I,
2: I think i <laughs> i think they're all good reasons i think they're all good th-
1: sure sure things absolutely. to think about yeah absolutely you know where else i saw this i saw this in the vape space so when vaping first came out and those who were addicted to cigarettes uh-huh. moved over to vaping because they needed that nicotine once they got over to, va- va- to once they got over to that product and it worked it moved them off of cigarettes now they're stuck addicted to nicotine yeah so they're running back and forth to the store to buy this product and and some would go hey wait a minute why don't I just create this product on my own right and so lots of DIY opportunities in that space too but where I saw is that people moved over to the DIY and then quickly moved back to buying it from a retail outlets just because I think whatever they thought they could do on their own wasn't as good as what they could get at the store, whether that be it wasn't as easy as going to the store or it wasn't as flavorful as going to the store or so forth. Yeah. All right. So uh, it's interesting I saw that develop. So I had some firsthand experience watching that evolve. And I'm wondering if there's going to be a similar one here as I watched you attempt to grow hemp twice. And I saw how difficult. And you do have a green thumb. Let's move right into regulation so we can at least get that boring topic out of the way.
2: Yes. Okay, let's do it.
1: All right, you're just screwed. All right, let's move <laughs> into the next one. <laughs> no. again, it's much like anything in cannabis. It's very vague. It's very, it makes no sense. Right. What do you mean you can't grow a weed called hemp? It has no psychoactive properties to it at all, but yet you can't grow... More than three, I don't, I don't. Okay, no, I understand, but it really blows my mind that they couldn't have formulated a better approach. It just makes us really all look like children.
2: Well, do do you think (laughs) it's because... A little bit of laziness, let's just go ahead and say that the hemp plant, again, got swept (laughs) in with the marijuana plant, and there you are. I agree. And you have to have these little standards for the marijuana plant because it is psychoactive, even though, like, honestly, even if a child or if anybody got a hold of it, you'd have to know what to do with it. You can't just eat it.
1: So not necessarily lazy, more so let's take this a step at a time. Okay. Let's be overcautious as opposed to reactive to the problem that we created. Okay, that's fair. Okay. All right, but anyway, well, let's go ahead and tell you what the regulations are. If you are in a state where cannabis is not allowed, which by the way, there's only a few of you out there. If you are out there and and cannabis is not allowed in your state, you are not allowed to go to the hemp plant, period. Under, yeah under the laws of that state, right. So you'll just have you'll be subjected to whatever those penalties are. If you are in a state where marijuana or cannabis is allowed medically, then you must have a medical license in which to grow. Mm-hmm. If you are in a state that is recreational, you do not need a medical license, but you do have to conform to their policies. And their policies have so far shown to be three plants per person, six plants per house. I'll say that again, three plants per person, <laughs> six plants per house. Now, why is that number important? Because when we start talking about how to do it, you'll probably need to understand the plant number of plants necessary to make something happen.
2: Worth value.
1: Yeah, worth worth creating the CBD right, outcome for you. Right. Okay, so uh, so keep that in mind.
2: Now, is there like an actual, like, do you get a fine if you're, if they happen to be at your house and you have more plants than... Yes, they would take it, they will
1: fine you. Here's why. So on the other side of the table, you have growers, farmers who paid a license and are following very rigid rules in order to grow this. It's not very fair if you're able to, without regulations, you know, turn more than two, you know, three to six plants in your own house. Gotcha. Not, you could see that how that yeah no that out.
2: license is not cheap and they're right you know, right and under they have scrutiny. To
1: follow scrutiny correct yeah. correct so yeah. I understand that that this is not going to fall away anytime soon right as long as that matter is still under such cr- uh, under such scrutiny
2: okay good question Makes very sense, good question but yeah
1: so there you go there's the legal landscape all right so now once you are considering this the first thing to roll into is the seed yeah. wasn't that a struggle for you too right well Where the heck to get the seed from
2: yeah and it's it, i mean it's more it's easier to get the seed now than yes. when i attempted i attempted before the farm bill probably yeah three or four years ago yep. so it is easier to get seeds now now again here you are is it is it a, a trusted source is it a tested seed i don't I don't know. I would hate to think that you buy because what I looked on, uh, you know, on the internet, um, you could buy like a pound of seeds for five hundred dollars.
1: Right. They're still expensive. That's correct.
2: Um. It's so it's not super cheap, and then you have this pound of seeds that you've got to have to try and figure out what to do with.
1: Well, you want to know if it's going to actually do anything. And yeah. by the way, you can't really do anything with a pound of seeds. Uh, well, you only need three plants or six at the most right and so, so a pound can you
2: so if you have to buy this many seeds how how do seeds stay <laughs> I mean can you put them in the fr- right. I mean where do you put them if you're not gonna grow
0: well let's
1: let's find out what seeds you should be buying anyway so okay. I bought a little list here uh, your seeds should be feminized right in other words they all need to be female right and seed distributor dis- suppliers, can do this, yeah. you know, and once you've grown your plants, you can then clone them. You take little snips off your plant and grow another one from that mm-hmm. section of the plant. But for the beginning, you need these seeds yeah. and, uh, they need, they, they cannot contain male chromosomes.
2: Right. And this is where I'm, you know, how are you going to know as the consume, you know, the consumer?
1: Well, these are the right questions to ask. They need to be photo dependence. They are auto-flowering seeds. They are adapted to outdoor cultivation, which means they'll do much better indoors, but they need to be adapted to outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, they are adapted to indoor cultiva- cultivation with artificial lights. They are easy plantation and germination processes. Uh, so they, they're easily for either one of those two. Okay. And that's it, so those characteristics, and I know I, I said those well, and what I did is I pulled off one of the better sites and just mimicked what their seed characteristics were. Ah, okay. So if you can remember the, those characteristics, mm-hmm. contain no male chromosomes, photo dependent, mm-hmm. auto flowering, adaptive to both indoor Cultivation with artificial lighting as well as outdoor cultivation. And they are easy to germinate. Okay. Okay. So there you go. So a little bit of process there. Uh, When caring for these seedlings, uh, I thought I'd just share a couple of things about germination. And by the way, I already know this is your area of expertise.
2: Yeah. I mean, if if you've been to the store, if you've been to the house, I have... a very large
1: amount of plants. Yeah, I,
2: do. I, I do know a little bit about planting and gardening.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> l- let's just say germination seedings need temperatures between 68 and 77 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. Okay. Relative humidity, 65 to 75, or 65
2: to 70%. Okay, see, now I know why I failed miserably.
1: It didn't have that much humidity. Well, I live
2: in Arizona. But yeah, right. <laughs> What That's is that, like two days a year? <laughs>
1: Keep the humidity dome over the seedlings for the first week or two to manage humidity. So again, they're suggesting Ah. that you use a humidity dome.
2: A dome, okay, Mm -hmm. so this is again where things fell apart for me probably.
1: Okay, I'm gonna read this right off of them. How about light volume? Because I'm pretty sure light volume is an issue. To deliver enough light once seeds germinate.
2: And they, you, that means they look sprouted?
1: Correct. That's okay. correct. Once they peak above the ground, go above the soil, mm-hmm. use high output LEDs or high output T5 fluorescent grow lamps. Hopefully that was helpful. Place several inches above the seedling. When growing in the hemp grow kit, which by the way sometimes is hovered, set the seed tray in the base, then lower the adjustable high output led fixture to the appropriate height of the seedling to get to that uh to get to that several inches above
2: okay so so they're talking about growing hemp indoors with these lights kind of like back in the day where you you know somebody convert their closet could yeah a, it
1: does make sense huh marijuana. unless you're outdoors uh, with those two ranges okay temperature and uh humidity uh, that you, you might have moved indoors and you're doing this. Uh, how about light photo period? Keep the grow lights on 18 to 24 hours per day.
2: Wow. So yeah, I know they like a lot of sun. Yeah, it sounds like you're doing
1: this indoors regardless. If seedlings stretch, lower, grow lamps, lower the grow lamp closer to the plant and add time to the light cycle. Wow. So if it's, if it's seedlings stretch further than a couple of weeks, then do that. Okay. <laughs> more, more, more light. More light. Both closer. Closer. And longer cycles.
2: And longer
1: cycles. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Um, how about another tip that I found from somebody? It said, soil must be well-drained, but should also have enough organic matter to retain moisture as hemp is a high water crop. Yeah. It requires 10 to 13 inches of rainfall during the growth period. Okay. Let's see. Direct sowing of seeds after all dangers of frost has passed. Temperature of the soil needs to be a minimum 42 degrees Fahrenheit. In optimum conditions, the seed can germinate in 24 to 48 hours emerging in five to seven days, and within three to four weeks, the plant may be 12 inches tall. Wow. How do you like that?
2: Yeah, so... (laughs) didn't match any
1: of your first couple attempts?
2: Hey, (laughs) I think I did... I I think your
1: germination happened.
2: I got it all the way to in a pot. Yes. And then... Everything and
1: then it failed. From and that. I
2: think maybe, uh, well, I live in Arizona. As I've stated, I think maybe I might have. I thought it needed direct sunlight, um, and I, I'll be—I'll be, I'll be honest. I did not pay attention um, as much as I probably should have in the very beginning, because we know with any new plant, you, in the beginning is the key you have to really pay attention in the beginning. Okay. You can't just pot put it in a pot and walk off.
1: Yes. Yeah. Now, can I give just a few more tips on the growing? Mm-hmm. Just, a little, little, just a little snippets of, of data I was able to pull off. And then I'm going to hand over to you.
2: Yeah, because you went indoor and I went outdoor. You
1: went outdoor. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let me just throw some things to remember about personal hemp cultivati- cultivation. All right. First, light. Hemp plants need light, light light to grow, Yeah. whether from the sun or grow lights. Before planting your hemp seed, make sure you have the proper lighting in place. Uh, how about grow mediums? Now, I'd love to hear what you thought about this. A grow medium is the material in which the hemp is planted. Soil is one option. But there are other growing mediums to grow hemp at home, including coco coir. Coir is spelled C-O-I-R. Have you ever heard no no how about rock wool no nope. okay and peat moss
2: <laughs> yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right how about all right we're going go to so remember these are all strategies air like all living things plant need fresh air to breathe yeah. additionally a well ventilated grow room is crucial for the control of pests and pathogens and then temperature we talked about 60 to 80 degrees fahrenheit Nutrients. Make sure your hemp plants are getting plenty of nutrients, whether from a pre-formulated nutrient you can buy or your own compost super soil. Remember, nutrient demands change based on the plant's growth state. So, consult with somebody who knows during these different states what the nutrients should be. And then finally, water. Hemp plant needs adequate water. Not too much, not too little, duh. (laughs) <laughs> right, yeah. That sounds pretty normal.
2: <laughs> Too much
1: water can cause rot, uh, root rot, Yeah. swollen leaves, and stunted growth. Too little, and your girls will either stress or dry out beyond repair. Right. Okay. Yes. Take it over, Green Thumb Kim.
2: Yeah, so it sounds like a great idea would be like a kit. I mean, if, I'm they, sure there's got to be a kit. Okay. I mean, if you were gonna like really wanted to do it, this would be the best thing that you could do is get a kit with your seeds and your little containers yeah. and some fertilization and all that wonderful stuff. Kind of like, um, what did I get for Christmas where I got all those little herbs in a little container oh, yes. and I yes, grew yes. them all, it was, it was a lot of fun. Yes. Um, so that would be ideal if uh, th- for those who are out there listening and want to make a hemp kit, that would
1: be try to go. Yep, get that a would be a, a good idea.
2: Um, so okay, so for outdoors um, again, I would suggest like if you have a great backyard with a garden that's already growing and you're already familiar with how to you know mess with plants and keep them alive and think keep everything going. Um, I say, try it. Uh, Try to make sure that they get plenty of sun. This one that I pulled up says, soak your seeds eight to 24 hours in water, in a cool location without direct sunlight. Don't leave the uh, seeds in the water for more than 24 hours. Um, And then take your seeds out and put them in a paper towel Um, just to, you know, remove them from the water, keep the seed in the shade. Um, and then you can, and you should, so I put, I went ahead and made a wet paper towel and put the seeds in there and left it overnight for like 24 hours. It was a really wet paper towel and left them in there and they sprouted little, little sprouts everywhere. And that's when I put them into, um, they say, uh, Put them, you know, in a pot, in a, you know, a little planting pot. Mm -hmm. Yep. You stick your finger in there. You make Uh, a little, like an inch deep, inch and a half deep. Put your little seed in there, cover it up. You can put, depending on the size of your pot, you can probably put like, you know, three, maybe four seeds in there. Okay. They want to don't, don't put a bunch of seeds in one little hole. You got to keep them, ensure that the top two inches of the soil um, gets dry during between waterings. You don't wanna like over water again, gently water. Um, and then once the, um, the roots start protruding from the bottom of that pot, that's when you can put it into the ground. That's when, and they suggest that you plant it um, again, in the sun plant with flowers and vegetables that are insectary plants, which means, you know, they, they attract beneficial, uh, insects ah. and keep away the others. All so right. you kind of want to surround it with, you know, a good neighborhood okay. of Makes plants, sense. right? Yep. Don't yep. let it just sit there by itself. Let it have other things to grow with. Okay. That, I thought that was very interesting because maybe, you know, maybe that's why my little guy died. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <yep. laughs> Who knows why? Um, and I tried several times, guys. I would get it to a certain place and it just would not survive past that. Um, so let's see, blah, blah, blah. I mean, just follow your green thumb intuitions and it will grow. Uh, once it's grown to about... I want to say about five feet, right? Is that what they're saying is a full plant? No. Of a female?
1: More so that's the marijuana plant.
2: Oh, okay. Maybe
1: this guy can get up to 18 feet tall.
2: Okay, so it says here, finally, to harvest, Mm -hmm. you want to cut the plants at the base and hang them upside down. Yep. In a dry location until the stems break when bent. Yep. So you want to, because you know, it, again, it's a plant. It, it 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 needs to not grow mold. It can right. do all kinds of things. So you have to really know
1: when to harvest it. Know
2: yeah. when to harvest it. And this it.
1: one's a quick harvest, by the way. Three months. Yeah. Is, is likely. But I went across one more area since we're in the grow area. There, I I was I read this and I want to see how you connect with it. There are two stages. The vegetative stage and the flowering stage. Mm. And during the vegetative stage, the plant will use primarily nitrogen to expand and grow in its side. So yeah. a good fertilizer for this stage would be one rich in nitrogen, such as, and they gave some examples. Yeah. Once the flowering stage begins, you want to use more phosphorus and potassium. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Mm-hmm. Such yeah. Yeah, so once flowering signs are noticed, then it's a good time to give a feeding of, you know, certain fl- certain uh, fertilizers that are phosphorus and potassium-based. Yeah. Okay, I wanted to share that because I thought that was kind of a cool—I didn't—yeah. Yeah. Now, let's go back to what you were talking about. I agree. Once you cut the base of the plant and you do want to hold it upside down because that's its natural state— for drying, and Mm -hmm. that's what we're trying to do, is get it to a state of dryness. Uh, Oh, actually, depending on your method of extraction. There are different different types of extraction, and we're going to go there after the break. But I like what you said. So once you can bend a stem and it snaps, that's a good indication that this plant is dry.
2: It's ready for the next step.
1: Which you could then grind this plant up or pulverize it in some form or fashion
2: right but we don't want to use all the plant right you only want to pull like the leaves and the flowers when
1: you are at home you just want leaves and flowers Mm -hmm. the the extraction capacity of somebody at home there's not enough technology or industrial capability to be able to manage the stocks
2: yeah okay but so but you're going to get your most medicine, what I call medicine, out of your leaves and your flowers. flowers. The rest is not that bio...
1: Does not have a ton of CBD in it.
2: Oh, okay. So it's not that you can't ingest it. It's just, it just doesn't have any value. Correct. Gotcha.
1: Yep. That's, that's exactly what that meant. Okay. Uh, Let's see. All right. So, so to kind of summarize getting the seeds are not difficult but there are lots of people who will prey on you as a matter of fact i was able to dig into a little bit of information regarding what are the biggest Is problems it? that growers are facing right now i don't think i brought it with me but i'm pretty sure i can remember the biggest problem that they're facing right now are first and foremost you you you'll, you'll find this very interesting thieves so thieves are finding that hemp plants, because they look like marijuana, right. are just being stole I mean, daily. So I always talk, I, I was listening to some stories and they said, you know, it used to be just five plants yeah. a, a week, maybe. Now it can be 50 to 100 plants a day are missing. From their crops,
2: and do you? Th- oh, and they, do you think the person that's stealing them doesn't realize that it's that's, not? That's mar- what they believe. Marijuana? 02. That's what
1: they believe. And then another <laughs> one is uh, they usually suggest your first round is not successful, and I think you have also found that to be true. So remember, yes. first round may not be successful. Uh, other uh, forms are the. The, the crop not turning out the way you needed it. In other words, there was a male chromosome somewhere and the whole crop is destroyed because once the male chromosomes in there, the, it's it's difficult to get the uh, potency of CBD out of it. Ah. Uh, and then you got pesticide problems. And then of course, farmers, growers, and this won't be your problem at home, they have an issue with Supply and demand. So they're able to produce all these crops, but there's not a market for it. So uh, they have to uh, get rid of it somehow. Yeah. And then the last piece for them is, if the regulators come in and it tests too high for THC, again, got to dispose of the whole crop.
2: Yeah, and, and uh, one of the warnings that I also saw in the growing side yeah. is, don't think that you can get a jar of either hemp flower, Like, I have a customer who called me and said, I want to make my own CBD oil. Um, You can't use the seeds from the flower. No, yeah. So if you go to the dispensary and you're like, oh, I got all this great. (laughs) Well, first of all, they don't even make it anymore. It doesn't even get, there's no seeds anymore. (laughs) It's like, where did all the seeds go? It's wonderful because you don't have to pick all that stuff out. But also.
1: All right. Okay. We're going to do. Leave at our conversation where it's at right now and take a quick break. And when we come back, say a few things about closing this. But then we're going to move over to extraction. Yeah. I would imagine that's another area of, what, I got to plant. Now I was was successful in growing. What's now? Okay, so we're going to take a break and we'll, we'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
2: Live authentically. Heal naturally with Canafil. your life back.
1: Decide that you have something to say and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice
0: America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer and Summer and Summer Helene every week for behind the scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though, so this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at canafil.com. That's info at C-A-N-N-A-F-Y-L dot com. Now, back to the CBD Ed Show.
1: Hey, hey, welcome back listeners, especially our listener in Florida. Hey, we are, see if we can help you if you've made the decision or the just have the interest, of growing your own hemp for the purpose of making your own CBD solution, because not too many people are just going to grow the hemp. Wait a minute, they would. Not too many people are going to grow because it looks pretty. Remember, the hemp plant is long. It looks like a weed. It does not have any cosmetic appeal to just anybody. Now, but hemp is great for the soil. So once that plant grows, if you chopped it up and tilled it back into your soil, it is very good at extracting toxic toxicities from the soil. Yeah. So I I, I apologize. There would be another reason to want to grow hemp. Uh, And of course, this would be outside.
2: Yeah, I garden. mean, even if you just grew it for the sake of feeding your your garden
1: yep, or your right, plants right, or your
2: soil there. Right. I mean,
1: because over time, pesticides, you really could have a toxicity problem.
2: Yeah, yeah, right? Well, we talked about how they took the hemp plant and used it at, in Chernobyl.
1: Yep. Yeah, that's uh, right. That's to right.
2: get that soil back to something. And
1: this is just the start. Yeah. Landfills, you know what? This is going to become uh, a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And it won't be long from now. I think the regulatory agencies just still need to move past get them and separate those two. Uh, and then, you know, us as consumers, manufacturers, all the way up to supply chain, we also have to be responsible too. Right. And, you know, not try to manipulate the plant and so forth. Let's use it for what it was intended for. Yes. Let's, let's move into, uh, then extraction. What are we looking to get out of this CBD? I I won't even, I, I, I'm, I'm sad that I even said it this way. Cannabinoids. This plant is full of cannabinoids. Yes. And these, these days, the market is called CBD, but that is not a reality. The reality is cannabinoids, this plant is full of them. They all have value to us humans. And we're just
2: beginning to learn all the different values and the different cannabinoids. We just
1: happened to start with CBD, so we named the darn market CBD, but that's not correct any longer. Any longer, uh, most who understand this want the entire plant. Yeah. Okay, now, if you decide to do this, then you are doing it because you want this extracted, this, this this. product coming out of the plant it's got to be extracted so that it can be compressed into a smaller amount so that you can take a dose that's helpful to you right all right nowadays we seem to think that if it, it has roughly 15 milligrams of cannabinoids per dose you're probably close to that okay if you can get it close if you can get it in that area your your, your end product you're good
2: Okay, that's good.
1: Oh, by the way, you're not going to really know this unless you send it to a lab, but I'll help you with that, too. Yeah. Let's first go to extraction. Now, you've heard in the past, there's lots of different extraction methods. There are lots of extracted types. Back in the day, they started out with what they called an isolate, one molecule and the CBD. You, you do not have that capability at home. So no. don't worry about it. Yeah. Then they went to everything but the THC model, molecule. By the way, you do not have that capability at home. Move past it. So, and then they have what they call the whole plant. The ability to extract a concentrated crude oil from the biomass of that hemp plant.
2: Right. And that's what you want. You want the whole plant. Well, you're, you that's the only thing you can do. Yep. Um Like who would just want the CBD molecule after they've grown this plant? I just want a little tiny piece. No, that's crazy. So I think you want it as natural as you can stand because honestly, it's a plant, guys. It does not taste wonderful. So to make a DIY (laughs) CBD is going to taste very Plenty, very earthy, very a lot. I have some uh, way back when we had a CBD that was a full spectrum, and everybody was just like, "This tastes like dirt. <laughs> this tastes terrible. What what is this?" And I'm like, "Well, that's what a full spectrum used to be back in the day, right?" Right, right, it, right. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, so um, let's let's try. Let's go with one that seems to be the most popular. And again, if my instructions are not very helpful feel free to type this method into Google, olive oil CBD extraction. Now I'm pretty sure everybody's listening going, oh, olive oil, nice, okay.
2: Yeah, I got that at home. No
1: toxic it's right chemicals. Right in the cabinet, yeah. I'm super happy with that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, to perform this oil extraction at home, you need to make sure the plant material has been decarboxylated. So here's what you do first. What what we know is cannabinoids will often start out as an acid. You if you if you knew marijuana, marijuana started out as delta nine THC, which does not get you high. They needed to carbulate it into delta 9, or to THC molecule, and that just took heat and time. All right. So when you have this plant, after you've done you you've hung it upside down, you've dried it out, you want to put it in the oven. Well, a,
2: wait a minute. You got to clean it.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, all right, all right. There's the female talking.
2: Come on. Let's clean you the plant. Missed, you can't st- just throw the whole stock in the oven.
1: <laughs> but what we want to do is we want to heat the plant up for 45 minutes. Yeah. Okay, so put it in the oven, 200, and what? What? what's the temperature, Kim? You've decarbolated before. 200, well, 240, 280?
2: Something nice and, yeah, you right, you know probably what, 280 like not, we'll not in the 300s for no. sure. 280, 45
1: minutes, and you will convert any of the cbda and any of the cbga and all those acids you will convert them over to the cannabinoids yes all right once that is done chop up the plant put it in a heat resistant bowl so something you can apply heat to Mm -hmm. and then cover it with olive oil
0: Mm -hmm.
1: interesting enough if you go in and stir that batch up every five or 10 minutes, and you do this for a couple of hours, the cannabinoids will bond to the olive oil. Yes. And then all you'll need to do after a couple of hours, and I, if it goes to three hours, you're fine, Yeah. is strain it all through a couple layers of cheesecloth. Right. And now you have your product. And it's not any different than the product that they would put in either a tincture or a salve, a topical salve. Okay. But there is one difference. This is a low potency extraction method. You will not get to high levels of potency, okay? So you might be able to get to that 15 milligrams per dose. You might be able to get to that 15 to even 20. Uh, I wouldn't have high expectations of more than that or you might get let down.
2: Yeah. So okay, so I'm just going to go real quickly through the a, a little bit maybe uh, layman's terms. So when I say clean your flower, that means remove it from all the stems, all okay. the seeds. It's clean. It's just the leaves and the flowers. And you want to just lay it out on a cookie sheet um, and let it sit in the oven for an hour. I yeah. say an hour um at about 250. And then you put it in the oil and I simmer mine for another 2 hours.
1: Yes. In the oil.
2: In the oil.
1: In the oil. I apologize. I yes. did not Yes, you, de- you definitely do- want to put a mild to medium heat on it. Yes. During these couple of hours. Right. Yeah, okay. I yes. yeah, thank you very much. Yes,
2: you want to simmer it. Um, Nice and low for, like I said, a good two hours, stirring occasionally. You can go three hours if you want, and then you can strain it with it. Right. Yes.
1: So, and from this, uh, again, so cannabinoids, even the terpenes that are in that hemp plant are designed to bond to oils. So what, what, you'll, what that heat process will do is it will release those and they'll immediately want to bond to the oil that you chose. And hemp oil was only one. You may choose MCT oil. Yes. You may choose, what other one My avocado oil I think avocado, was one? Avocado, right? hemp
2: seed, grapeseed. oil. Or oil. I'm sorry, yes, grapeseed oil, right. um, o- okay. olive oil.
1: But olive oil seems to be the go-to mm-hmm. uh, for the home. So again, so she is correct. Put this in, heat it up over a couple of hours. Moderate heat is fine. Your expected results are those cannabinoids and those terpenes will release themselves from that that biomass, that phytomaterial, and bond to the oil. And then you can strain out the oil from, you know, you'll strain out all the plant material and just have the oil left. And you're expected that these molecules will be attached to those, that oil. Mm -hmm. All right, pros. This can be done at home. It's relatively safe. There's not really anything there that can harm you. Yeah. Uh, And purity, because there's no use of solvents. Right. Is also expected outcome. Uh, The cons of doing this include little control over the final extract.
2: Right. Yes.
1: Weak and unreliable CBD uh, content compared to more professional levels. Mm -hmm. And then finally, no... Suitable, not suitable for commercial sale. So, right. yes. wouldn't be wise for you to make this and and give it to your your grandma who's fighting cancer or something like that. Because I would say another really con is
2: time. It's just so time can. I mean, even my brownies, they probably take. I have to be present for at least two and a half, three hours. Mm-hmm. So it's not the easiest thing to do. But if you make a big enough batch. It could be worth it. Um, What do you think about, like, how many plants do you need? I know I asked this before. To get to a place where you are actually have enough. Okay, so I had a customer who bought, I sell flour at the store. Um, She bought a, a pretty large amount of flour that was already, like, obviously at the store. So it was all prepared and cleaned and ready to go. Um, She bought some with high CBD for her husband because he has real issues that he needs to take CBD for. And then she bought a lower CBD for her, for, you know, just daily uses. Um, I haven't heard back from her. She had bought a machine that uh, did the uh, decarbalation process. Okay. She bought. Um, it, she bought. It's called a precision cooker. I don't. You can look it up online. Very good. And you just good. put your stuff in there, and it does something to it, and, <laughs> and then you put it in your oil. Um, so the decarbolization could be a little bit easier, but even that, I went on there, and they said that's about. One to two hours in that machine, and then you do your infusion, which means then you put it in your gar in your oil, and then you and then you do your infusion. So it's time consuming. Yeah, it's not an easy thing. So you want to make try and make a big batch. How many plants do you think you'd need to make a f- like? Let's say. 10, 20 bottles of uh, 500, I guess, or a thousand, I don't know.
1: Well, let's go, let's at least look at the math when you go to an industrial process. An industrial process can extract 20 times more. So if I do the math, I might be able to back into this, but let's say that one hemp plant can produce one pound of biomass. Okay. All right, which is what you'll take to the extractor, and, and they'll go through their process. So they suggest 70 plants. 70 plants can produce one kilogram of distillate. Okay. Okay, a kilogram of distillate, you know, so probably fills, fills a mason jar.
2: It's quite a bit.
1: It is quite a bit. But yeah. well, remember, the extraction process is quite different. Much, much more effective. Right. All right. So, but that's 70 plants. You're only allowed six. six. Right. (laughs) Right. So, and your process is a lot less. Yeah. So, you might find that you're doing this frequently. Okay. Yeah. So, which again, might be somewhat of a, um, not a very efficient model, but you may not need much.
2: Right. If yeah. you don't need it for like real medicinal purposes, yeah, right. and you just want to do Taylor it for King. an overall yep. health thing, okay. you could play with it.
1: All right. Let's, let's play around. Let me see if I can help you with this. Uh, but again, I, I, uh, I know there are some pieces in this I might be missing, but I know I can talk through it. <laughs> and that is a solvent. Extraction process. An ex- solvent extraction process will be using some type of butane uh, alcohol based solvent that you add to the leaves, and then over a period of a couple hours, uh, that will extract out the molecules. You strain out the biomass and then you heat. Up this liquid that was left over, and what happens is is the the alcohol or the solvents have a lower boiling temperature, and so they will actually cook out, leaving behind it just the raw oil from the plant.
2: Hmm. I know, but I see for for someone who
1: Well let's talk through this. Doesn't first. want that. Chemical. Right. So it, it's solvent based. Right. It's also risky because these solvents are flammable and toxic.
2: Yeah, that sounds... Uh,
1: uh, So, you know, at home, you might not completely understand uh, the temperature limits and times and 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 other precautionary steps in order to handle these materials. Maybe even just where to buy them. So uh, you'll find these recipes out there. But just remember, be, be cautious about what you're dealing with. Now, let's say you do go down this road and you want to use a solvent-based extraction method. Again, going out and getting some type of butane or uh, uh, one of these alcohol-based solvents. You'll take the green biomass this time. You do not need to dry it. You'll take the green phytomaterial.
0: Oh, okay. So once
1: you've… No hanging it. No, you don't need to hang this. So once you've cut the base of the plant off, you'll strip the leaves and the flowers, and that's what you'll put in your container. And then you'll fill your container with this solvent just above the leaves. Okay, so that everything is inside the solvent. Simmerged. You'll leave it in there for a couple hours. You'll just need to stir it a few times. You want to get that solvent active across all the leaves. And then you will strain... Again, using a cheesecloth, you'll strain the, the plant material out and you'll just be left with the solvent. And by the way, there'll be raw plant oil in there, crude, what they call crude oil. And then when you put it on the stove, you'll heat it for a couple hours. or you know, I don't know how long to heat it for, but I know at a low temperature. So you can I, if, I th- if I remember, I believe these solvents will boil at temperatures close to 80 mm. degrees. So you don't have to have the heat up that high and you'll watch it at that temperature and the solvent will boil until it's gone. You won't see any bubbling on the top and you won't see any fumes coming off or smell any fumes. That means you've cooked off the solvent. Okay. And then what's left is the crude oil and I've never done this personally, uh, but as it was described to me. And then that crude oil is a much more concentrated form of extracted material from the hemp plant. Higher volumes, higher potency of, of cannabinoids.
2: And none of those solvents are bad for you? I mean, are Yeah, aren't they all they? are. They oh, I all was going to say, that right. it just but sounds you know, terrible. But if
1: you know what you're doing, you're supposed to be able to burn them off. Okay. Now, uh, we don't know these things. So the only person that will know is if you take it to a third-party lab. And when you take it to a third-party lab, they can do two tests for you that are probably really important. And the cost is going to be, I'll, I'll show the cost. So the two tests that they would do, one would be a potency test, mm-hmm. of which they will let you know the milligrams of cannabinoids per gram of product, which will easily make sense to you once you see this, because you'll know the size that you gave them. It, it will make sense, I promise you. So that'll be the potency and what you're looking for is potency that is in that neighborhood of, uh, of you know, eighteen grams milligrams per gram, that kind of thing. Yeah. That's that's a good that's a good potency you're after. And then the second thing they can measure is solvents. So they can take your entire product and they can let you know what solvents are present. Now, it, there's like always going to be a little bit, but they already know what the baseline for safety is. So if the test comes back ND, means non-detective, means it was uh, it was below the baseline. Yeah. All right, now what are the costs of those two tests? The potency test somewhere in the neighborhood of $50 to $80, depending on the lab. Who can do this? Anybody. Yeah. All right, you just walk in, They'll tell you how to get, go through the steps, you pay them, they give you the results inside of a couple of weeks. Anyway, um, uh, so I know that that 50 to, 70, or $50 to $80 is a fairly standard potency test, and then another 50 to $70 to $80 for the, uh, for the um, solvent test. So there you are, you're gonna be $100 to $180 to have this product tested for potency and safety. Okay.
2: Wow. Yeah. And, and that's you, you've
1: grown the product yourself. So you it. knew pesticides, you right. knew microbial, you knew all those other pieces. You didn't need to go down that road because a full package test is a little closer to $800. Yeah. All right. And that's testing for all kinds of stuff. But you grew this in your backyard. Those two would be the only ones that were important. Now, if you decided to do the olive oil extraction or the solventless extraction, then you don't even need the the solvent test. You only need potency. So you would take it in and go test this for me and they'll come back and tell you how much CBD is in this product.
2: Nice. Helpful. So we just talked about oil. We're not talking about edibles today, right? Well, well, we've kind of already done a show on Make, well, from, making your own edibles. this
1: this product at the end, once you're done with it, you may add it into food. food. You may do anything you want with it from there. Yeah. Yes. It's and it's, you don't have, you have to strain
2: to, it. It just got taste. Yeah.
1: It, it'll just have the cannabis taste to it.
2: Right. I think that's what a lot of uh, like CBD restaurants or those chefs yeah. are doing. They just take that oil. Um, and, and I don't know if you clean. I don't know if you strain it. I wouldn't strain it. I would leave that plant material in there and yeah. just put it in if, whatever it is I'm baking.
1: Just because it feels na- much more natural that way, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I hope we were able to give you some information. So if you did want to give it a consider shot, <laughs> give this a shot. You had some guidance, even if if all we did was just give you enough info so you could go online and do some homework happy to do that too. And if you find a resource and you want us to vent it, maybe that was for seeds, feel free to send us uh, an email, send it at info at CannaPhil, send it any any of these social media, send us a request and we're happy to do that for you because we love our listeners.
2: Yes, we do. It's because
1: of you. (laughs) We get to have this fun every Friday. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yes. And we enjoy doing this, we really do. And so that leads me to thank you listeners for being a part of this. Thank you for our team who helped us gather some of this information this week. Our next show is going to be on, there's new standards. The industry has moved. There's new standards out there that are keeping customers safe and w- when using these products. And we want to share those with you next week. I think you'll find it fascinating. So, in closing, and again, this is the CBD Ed Show. <laughs> And this is Ed Kim sharing what's possible in today's health lifestyles. So now get out and live. This pandemic is almost over.
2: Yes, it's All time. Right.
1: We'll be back next week. So have a good week. Bye.
2: Bye, everybody.
0: Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. Please join your host, Edward Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be here soon.